Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Bob Hope, George Burns and Gracie Allen, Ira Cook, Judy Holliday, and a tribute by John Wayne. From one of his radio shows in 1955, here's Bob Hope along with Bill Goodwin and Margaret Whiting. Oh, come in, Maggie. Come in, Bill. Gosh, Bob, what is all this? Did someone die and leave you the sporting goods department of the May Company? Or have you been playing gin rummy with Esther Williams? You better drink plenty of milk, Bill. Next week, you'll be paying for it. (laughs) I'm just getting ready to go on my vacation, Bill. With all this junk? Where are you going, Timbuktu? No, Maggie, I'm going to Santa Monica. Is that all? Well, I can't go just anywhere. I have to take my vacation to the place within 20 miles of Hollywood. Yeah? Why? Well, if he goes any further than that, he gets outside the radius of his book of phone numbers. (laughs) Careful, Bill, or I'll hide your electric floor polisher and your teeth will look just like everyone else's. (laughs) Gee, I never saw so much stuff. Wouldn't it be easier to move Santa Monica here? Well, maybe I won't bring the outboard motor. It vibrates too much. Oh, it does? What size boat do you use it on? Boat? Bill, if I had a boat, I wouldn't mind the vibration. (laughs) Bob, where are you staying in Santa Monica? Oh, I'm staying at a place called the Surf and Sand Motel. It's on the American plan. Oh, the American plan? Yeah, they have to charge you four times as much because they're supporting all the other hotels in the area. (laughs) Gee, I've seen that place, Bob. It's just a huge barn for tourists. I like it. But there's nothing charming or exclusive about it. I like it. (laughs) There's so many people that it's like Grand Central Station. Gee, in the summer, there's even a man in the lobby selling hot dogs. I like it. (laughs) I don't get it. I like it. What do you like about a place like that? He's the man who sells the hot dog. In 1953, George Burns and Gracie Allen appeared on a special program with a few lines from one of their popular routines. Gracie, what do we talk about? Well, we can only talk about five minutes. That's all they want us to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. I meant, what subject would you like to talk about? Oh. Well, I got a letter from my sister Hazel today. That was interesting. What did she say in the letter? Well, uh, she was telling me about her son, Wilbur. He's very tall, you know. I know, I know. He seems even taller because he's got high blood pressure. (laughs) Kid has to stand on a chair to put his hat on. Uh, Please. I'm a little too funny, I guess. High blood pressure is no laughing matter. In fact, Wilbur has to sleep on the floor to keep Keep it it lower. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's smart to know that. Of course, Hazel and her husband haven't seen much of Wilbur because he ran away from home when he was only 39. Bet it upset the folks when they found out the kid was missing. Well, they would have been upset, but they didn't know he was missing for three years. How'd they find out? Oh, 
Well, you see, every morning, Hazel used to bring him up a plate of oatmeal. And after three years, she looked in his room and found it full of oatmeal, and she said to herself, well, the poor kid must be sick. He's not eating. <laughs> That's how she found out he was missing? Mm-hmm. Did she send for the police? No. She ate the oatmeal herself. <laughs> she ate all that oatmeal by herself? Mrs. Davis wouldn't eat it. Mrs. Davis? Wouldn't touch it, huh? No. Who's, who's Mrs. Davis? Hazel's housekeeper. She's the one with the seven sets of twins. <laughs> she has seven sets of twins? Well, you see, her husband makes bookends for a living, and it's affected their whole life. <laughs> Five minutes are up. So, Gracie, say happy June Dairy Month to everybody. Happy June Dairy Month, everybody. Goodbye, Wilbur. For many years, Sarah Berner played the part of a telephone operator on the Jack Benny Show. The character which she played had the unusual name of Mabel Flapsaddle. Hello? Yeah, this is Mabel. Oh, hello, Gertrude. How are you? I got another letter from Sylvester from overseas. He says he got the birthday present I sent him. Yeah. I knitted him a pair of gargoyle socks. <laughs> I don't think they were too loud, but his major won't let him wear them anymore. The first time Sylvester put him on, the radar machine went crazy and blew a fuse. <laughs> Did I tell you Sylvester's taken up boxing? Yeah, he said he's been hitting the sack a lot lately. <laughs> That's in addition to studying. Yeah, he's still taking those Yusafi courses. It only cost him two bucks to register, and they give him all his books. Sure, for free. Hmm. They ain't like a certain well-known radio comedian whose initials are Jack Bennigan. <laughs> and another thing, when Sylvester gets out of the army, he gets credit for his Yusafi courses if he should want to go to college. And don't be surprised if he does. I always said he could be a CPA if he wanted to. A CPA. A cultured person altogether. <laughs> Oh, I gotta disconnect you, Gertrude. My buzz is flashing. I'll let you know when I hear from Sylvester again. Yeah. Don't take any wooden nickels. Bye. In 1969, Ira Cook was doing a program on KMPC here in Hollywood. It originated at Universal City. I was a guest one day, and we talked about what else? The golden days of radio. Uh, I started in radio a long time ago, and uh, I had a great habit of, of collecting everything that I ever did or uh, everything I could get my hands on. So in a period of uh, 25 years or so, I built up a large collection of transcriptions and tapes and programs, and uh, these, this was material that wasn't worth anything. It's like television shows today. I, nobody records the television shows. They watch them, and, and that's it. Uh, but I, uh, I saved these things, and uh, within the past couple of years, uh, it's been quite in to, uh, to listen to old radio shows, and there aren't many around. So uh, a couple of years ago, uh, at Armed Forces Radio, they asked me if I would do a program uh, that used some of the old clips. And I said I'd be delighted to. And I think that's great, Frank. I think that's wonderful. In fact, I was invited to a luncheon not too long ago, the radio... Pioneers Luncheon, 
my dear friend Virginia Gregg asked me over, and you were there showing some of these clips that you had, and you turned the material over to the group. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I, as I said, I've collected this for 25 years or more, and, uh, you know, you, you finally get tired of having a basement full of, of old stuff. So I thought, well, the, the Pacific Pioneers, which is a group of, of people who have been in radio and television for more than, more than 15 years, uh, they have other collections and other people have donated things. I thought, well, this will be a great place uh, to, to store it. And it will give other people an opportunity to enjoy what I've enjoyed for, for 30 years or so. And that's why I'm happy about doing the Armed Forces show because the, the kids in the, in the service, uh, 20, 22, 24 years old, uh, are, are uh, in the service, not necessarily by choice. Uh, so I figure if I can bring a little entertainment or some amusement or uh, a, a message from home, I'm happy to do that. And I know you feel the same way about the Armed Forces show. A marvelous uh, way to feel you're doing a little bit of good these days. All right, Franklin, let us listen to great voices from out of the past. Who do we have? We'll hear Al Jolson and Vic and Sade, uh, which was one of the original daytime uh, shows from Chicago. Jimmy Durante, Little Jack Little, who I don't think too many people remember, but a great orchestra leader and a tremendous voice. Yeah, his theme used to be Little by Little. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, sure. Charlie McCarthy and Edgar Bergen and Groucho Marx, who never was very big on radio and not too big in pictures, but he really made it on television. Uh, the March of Time, which was one of the big shows in the late 30s. Fibber McGee and Molly, which was number one for maybe 10 years or so. And then a sign off by Ben Burney. Beautiful. This is what's in store for us. Listen. This is the Kraft Music Hall, starring Al Jolson with Lou Bring and his orchestra and chorus and our guests, Arnold Stang as Gerard and the world-famous violinist, Yehudi Manuel. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening Yes, I ought to have a real good time. Glorious time. I'm all dressed up, of course. Yes, indeed. A leather necktie. Mm -hmm. Regulation police, double strength suspenders. Uh, good solid snaps. Sleeve garters. Uh, they snap nice also. Uh -huh. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is yours very truly, Little Jack Little. Mr. Fields, Charlie wants to say something to you. Yes. Hello. Hello, Mr. Fields. Hello, blood poison. <laughs> That's me, Groucho Marx. of time. Oh, I know where my baton is. It's right here in the hall. Of oh, no, McGee, please, not on Sunday. Don't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Delta, and now the time has come to lend thine ears the au revoir pleasant dreams. Au revoir, pleasant dreams. Think of us? 
when requesting your thing until next Tuesday when possibly you all may tune in again keep the old maestro always in your skin Yelda Au revoir this is Ben Bernie ladies and gentlemen and all the lads wishing you a bit of pleasant rear Make good luck and happiness, success, good health, good cheer, and you see. And now, we've got to leave you here. Au revoir, a fond cheerio, a toodle-doodle, a bit of a tweet-tweet. God love you, and pleasant Motion picture comedian Judy Holliday appeared as guest on Tallulah Bankhead's Big Show in 1951 to perform in a spot from her successful motion picture, Born Yesterday. Here's Tallulah Bankhead. And here she is, Miss Judy Holliday in Born Yesterday. <laughs> Born Yesterday is the story of a wealthy junkman, Harry Brock, his dumb but beautiful girlfriend, Billy Dawn, and the young Washington newspaper man, Paul Vero, hired by Brock to give Billy an education. Well, our scene opens in the living room of Brock's expensive Washington hotel apartment. Billy is having her education furthered by more than conscientious Paul. You think I'm getting smarter, Paul? Certainly. Now, let's see. Who said this? The proper study of mankind is man. I don't know. You should. Why? I told you. I forgot. It was Pope. Po the Pope? No, not the Pope. Alexander Pope. Ah. The proper study of... Mankind is man. Mankind is man. Of course, that means women, too. Yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> I've been studying different mankind lately, like the ones you told me, Thomas Jefferson last week and this week, Tom Paine. And all by myself, I got to thinking about Harry Brock. He works so hard to get what he wants, for instance. But he doesn't know what he wants. More of what he's got, probably. Money. Money. More people to push around. Money. It's not so bad as you think he is. I've been looking for you, too. Hello, Harry. We were just talking about you. Yeah? Well, that ain't what I pay you for. Billy knows enough about me now. Too much, in fact. Well, go right ahead. Smarten her up. Excuse me while I take my shoes off. All right, Billy. What did you find out about Tom Paine? Oh, he was quite a fella. Where was he born? You remember? Yeah. London. Uh, uh, England. Someplace like that. What do you mean, London or England? It's the same thing. It is? London is in England. It's a city, London. England's a whole country. I forgot. Boy, oh boy, Bill, you've got some patience. Take it easy. How can anybody get so dumb? We all can't know everything, Harry. Uh, who's Tom Paine, for instance? <laughs> what? You heard me, Tom Paine. What do I care who he is? I know. <laughs> You're so smart. Who was Rabbit Moran, Bill? Who? Rabbit Moran, Bill. I didn't know any rabbits. <laughs> Rabbit Moran, he's a he's a baseball player. He used to play shortstop for the Braves, didn't he? 
What are you, some kind of a genius? No. I hire and fire geniuses every day. Who's Willie Hop? National billiard champion, and uh, it's pronounced Hoppy. That's what I said. Anyways, I didn't ask you, I asked her. All right, Billy, shall we go on with Tom Payne? Now, hold the phone. What's a peninsula? Ish! Don't give me that shh! You think you know so much? What's a peninsula? It's a kind of a... Not you. It's that new medicine. <laughs> it is not. What then? It's a body of land surrounded on three sides by water. So what's that to know? <laughs> so what's this, 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 this champagne to know? Some difference between Tom and a champagne. <laughs> Tom practically started this whole country. You mean he's dead? Of course. Hey, fellow, what do you mean learning about dead people? <laughs> I just want to know how to act with live people. Education's pretty hard to control, Harry. One thing leads Work to... Work on her, will you, not me? No extra charge. I don't need nothing you can tell me. You know, the more I see you, I don't like you as much. But Jumbo's got no place, you're pretty fresh. You better watch out, I got an eye on you. All right, let's both watch out. If I want, I could knock your block off if I wanted. Yes, I know. All right, then. Just go ahead and do what you're supposed to, and that's all. We'll stop for now. No, 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 go ahead. I want to see how you do it. Not just now, if you don't mind. I've got to go lie down. You don't realize how hard I work. Ha-ha, some joke. <laughs> 200 bucks a week and I can't even watch. Yo, London or England, why don't you give up? You know something? What? You're not such a big shot. I used to think so. No more. All through history, there's been bigger men than you and better. Now, too. Name one. My father. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 25 a week. Now, listen, cutie, don't get nervous just because you read a book. You're as dumb as you ever was. You think so, huh? Yeah, sure. But I don't mind. <laughs> you know why? Because you're the greatest... Oh, leave me alone, Harry. Come here. No. What's the matter? Are you crazy or something? Maybe. I just know I hate my life. There's a better kind. I know it. If you read some of these books, you know it, too. I suppose you figure you've been better off with that lousy saxophone player. At least he was honest. He was a dime a dozen chops. He worked for a living, that's one thing. I work? I've been working since I was 12 years old. Nobody ever give me nothing. If a man goes and robs a house, that's work, too. I never robbed a house. What do you think you're talking about? You can hardly understand anything, can you? All right, get off that high horse, you dumb little pot. You? Menace? <laughs> I picked you up out of the gutter. I can throw you back there, too. You never had a decent meal before you met me. Yeah, but I had to have with you. You eat terrible. You got no manners. <laughs> Picking your shoes off all the time, that's another thing. Picking your teeth. You're just not cool. <laughs> I'm as cool as you are. And that cheap perfume you put on your skin. Cheap? I don't know nothing cheap. Except you. You don't own me. Nobody can own anybody. There's a law saying. Uh, don't tell me about the law. If I was scared of the law, I wouldn't be where I am. Where are you? All right, all right. You talked enough. You don't like it here, beat it. Go on. You'll be back. Hey, where are you going? Would you do me a favor, Harry? What? 
dropped dead. I guess the greatest box office star of them all is John Wayne. He's also a great American. Here's a few lines from his television special. Every man and woman or child I've ever known, met, seen or heard of wants one thing more than anything else in the world. That one thing is tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's the only thing any of us have going for us. And I believe this. If tomorrow all of us, every single one of us, gets out of bed and says, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it, we'll make the greatest step forward since a pilgrim's foot found Plymouth Rock. Tomorrow, remember, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it. Just might work. We'll never know unless we give it a fair try. Oh, yeah, and there's one other thing I'll say tomorrow because I say it every day of my life. God bless America. That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.